said you said these passes like you know who else had a wet ass pussy. Welcome to the Pork and Bean Podcast. I am Renee, and this is... AJ. And we are joined by our lovely friend, Rita. Hi! Who will also go by Hot Cheeto. We're doing food nicknames now for all of our guests. (laughs) So the Hot Cheeto is here to speak. Yes, and today's episode is going to be about women's health, uh, specifically uh, pregnancy-related issues, and being pregnant during a pandemic, which both of us have unfortunately had to experience um, at two very different uh, times during the pandemic. Um, I just wanna take a brief moment to say that if you are um, a person that needs uh, um, help regarding any type of reproductive uh, service or anything like that or even women's health in general yes um planned parenthood there are several planned parenthoods that are still open during um uh uh uh, normal um operating hours amid the pandemic um you can go to their website planned parenthood plannedparenthood.org and they have uh several uh tips links and advice to help you get through this time if you are pregnant if you need birth control services uh anything like that they even offer vasectomies for those of our um for those republicans that don't think they do anything more than abortions well that and also our penis carrying friends (laughs) who feel like uh birth control isn't an option for them so check out plannedparenthood.com even if you're org. not pregnant or not having sex, they also do routine pap smears. Yes, they do. So. Yes, yes. So check them out if you need help with anything. Um, even if you just need advice, they'll talk to you over the phone. Um, I've been there myself, and um, they. I have also been there. Yes, they they're very helpful. They have a lovely staff, and um, they have locations all over uh, the Baltimore metro area. We'll put a so, link in the description. Yes, we will. So, um, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be more of a like a uh, like a casual observer during this conversation. I probably won't be talking as much as usual. We appreciate that. So yeah, <laughs> I'm sure a lot of people appreciate it because the sound of my voice sounds like you dumpster. don't have a uterus. Yeah, it sounds like I don't have a uterus. That's what it sounds like. So. I don't. Um, yeah, so I'm, I'm just going to let Renee Is, is there a one. term for that? A non-uterus carrying person? A Man. non-uterus carrying person? <laughs> uh, a non-uterus carrying person, I guess. I don't know. 
Lil Boozy? I don't know. <laughs> Lil Boozy? Oh my gosh. <laughs> oh, was he the one with the bang? <laughs> <laughs> no, that was, that was Lil Yachty. Oh. Lil Yachty with that bang. <laughs> I can't dig y'all. Yeah, that that shit was funny. But um, we're talking about women's issues. He even though he did look like he did look like a cafeteria lady. Oh my god! <laughs> you want some gravy on them potatoes, baby? Exactly. Oh you know, god. right? Now don't forget your pen. Now I can't pay for it without your pen. Yeah, I can't pay for it without your pen. Now. Oh my god! Put it down there. I think I remember my pen. I know mine was my birthday. I always forgot mine. You I had to reset it a lot. Well, That's a mess. In middle school, I just ate hot Cheetos for lunch. As a person who had pre and reduced so lunch the How whole you... time. What do you mean I'm, that's ghetto? Just... You sat next to me. You act like you don't remember me eating the hot Cheetos at lunch. Maybe I just didn't notice because I didn't care. Okay. Okay. You were eating them salty fries that Halliburton had. Yeah, I was eating <gasps> salty fries. It was gross. It was disgusting. Yeah. I had, a, I had a Gatorade and... Some hot Cheetos. I normally had two bags. They were fifty cents. It was like it looked like they just fried some pipe cleaner. They were disgusting. It was gross. Most of Halliburton's food is disgusting. That's why I ate hot Cheetos. Actually, you know, the, the nastiest was a cheeseburger. What? <laughs> yeah. Stop! I'm literally pregnant right now, so I'm gonna puke. <laughs> the, the public school. I bet Krabby Patties tasted. I bet the nasty patty from SpongeBob tasted better. Then public school. Or the chum cheese. sticks that plankton. <laughs> That's fucking nasty. Um, okay, quick timeline before we get into details and our feelings and all of that. Um, I got pregnant in June of 2019, and I delivered my baby in March. And, um, uh, like, right, kind of, like, almost at the tipping point when things started to get really really right bad when shit started shit to hit, hit the, the fan, fan. <laughs> right and our dearest friend rita here is uh pregnant now i got pregnant in may of this year yes <laughs> because i don't know why <laughs> life happens sometimes yeah. we stocked up on the wrong type of protection yeah exactly <laughs> right and um also Never mind. <laughs> You're terrible. You're terrible. You are terrible. David Cooper the third. Right. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah. Love um him. can't live with him. I think that, uh now is a, a good, you know, time to also say that women, even without a pandemic, um, and uh people uh women and people who have the ability to get pregnant, um have the burden of always visibly showing that they are sexually active when they are pregnant. It is so easy to judge a woman for being pregnant during any time of her life because it is a visual reminder that that woman was sexually active at some point. Men don't, men, they nut and go. That's what they do. Sorry for the bluntness. It's the only thing they're good for. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> you can edit that out. No. <laughs> but that's what they do. Um, w- women have to, you know, walk around with something attached to them. And, you know, let's say somebody wants to judge you for the career choice that you have, for the color of your skin, for having tattoos. Somebody will find a reason to judge a woman for being pregnant no matter what. And that is a specific issue that people who don't get pregnant and also men don't have to deal with. 
and it is specifically really hard to have to deal with something like that right now. It is already psychologically taxing on a woman to be pregnant and then to be pregnant during a pandemic is an out of this world experience. That's an understatement. <laughs> I think that when people people judge women especially more when they're um when they're unmarried. Yeah. Oh, of course. Oh, hell yes. I have of people, course. I have people who I thought loved I mean, I'm sure they still love me, but I have people who I thought I was their pride and joy. And I've been judged. And uh, a part, half of me thinks it's because I'm not married. Half of it thinks that my baby's father is black. So, um, mm-hmm. which both are terrible things. And it's uh, an overwhelming thing to be pregnant and to be excited for my child. And then to have people who I thought would always love me and whatever child I brought into this world not be as excited as I expected them to be. And this is a, this is only one person. I want to say that the majority of my family has been extremely supportive and helpful. And all of my parents are excited. All of my parents love David. Um, I was going to say, yeah, do this... you want to name drop? But we don't, I forgot we don't do that on I mean, this I can if you want. Nah, <laughs> nah the, we're um, not trying to get sued, so. No, that's all right. The, um, the, the person I'm speaking about is not actually a blood relative, but when I was a baby, she was my nanny. And she, um, I sort of... I sort of grew up with, and she was older, so she's she's ninety. Um, um, Ooh. Yeah, I mean, you know who I'm talking about? No, I don't know who she who you're talking about, but ninety. Oh, I'm gonna tell you. I'm, that sounds like she's rooted in judgment. Exactly, <laughs> like she grew up in the um, most judgmental. I mean, this, <laughs> this this woman has two great grandsons that are biracial and. Her words to me, this was the first one, in middle school age was like the first time that I started to, ex, uh, not experience, I've never experienced any type of racism, I'm white, um, that's not what I'm saying, what I'm saying is I, the first time I realized that other white people could be racist, um, because I was never like that, um, other than my mom, my dad has always been with black women, so... I've like a, I mean, I mean, by like five percent, I ended up white. But, <laughs> but um, I mean, she has her own family members that are biracial, and she literally said about her mom, she was like, my mother would not be happy that this happened to our family. Happened about like to this happened? happened? No, no about, about her own great grandchildren. Happened. To these work. these boys are like eighteen now. Yeah, it's it's wild. So, she said it like like they got yeah. you know like yeah poisoned in like in, like an oil spill yeah or like, definitely like Chernobyl or something definitely. like that. And like, I'm to that point. I'm to that point in my life now where I'm like my husband deserves better and my child deserves better. So we're done. Um, and as someone, I mean, who, she wasn't really <laughs> going to see them for much longer than he was. <laughs> Anyways, she's 90 years old. Like, 
it she, is, was, she wasn't uh, going to see them graduate. But I think, uh, and, I, and I spoke to David about it, and um, it, it hurt a little bit because as somebody who grew up, I idolized her. I mean, she was the grandmother I never had. My grandmother um, passed away before I was born, so uh, it was hard um, for me to realize <gasps> that she is going to die soon, and the rest of her life, um, I don't really want to be around her. So I get it. That was a uh, that was something that really doesn't have anything to do with what we were talking about. I'm sorry. No, it does. <laughs> no, no, I it does ramble. because it, no, it, it's an issue that you're experiencing. Yeah, and it has Ooh, yeah, to yeah, do yeah. with the decisions that you have to make her, as um, a mother. Her great one of her great grandsons. This is uh, a white man. Just had a ba- his girlfriend had a baby. Um, in June, and they're young, younger than we are, um, they're not married, and the phone call where I had told her that I was pregnant before I had told her she was telling me all about this baby and how cute he was, how wonderful the grandson's girlfriend is, everything was great, and then I told her that I was pregnant, and we were talking about our wedding that um, is next year. She was like, well, why can't you just get married before your baby comes? Why do you have to wait until April? And I was like, because it's not 1950 and I paid a deposit on the venue. <laughs> Bitch. And, uh, this contract. And she basically was like, um, I, part, half of me thinks that it's a double standard because I'm a female, not married. Yeah. And he was a man, not married. Right, right, right. So that's something that has to do with women and the shit that we go through with being pregnant. Um, and another thing is, she was like, yeah, well, I, I, I don't really go anywhere. I, you know, I probably won't. And I was like, well, what if I invite, um, I was literally going to add one of her daughters to my guest list so she would have somebody to, to take her and everything like that. Because I really don't fuck with any of her daughters. Um, and she was like, well, I just really don't go anywhere anymore. I don't go to things. And I was like, I'm getting married. And she was like, well, yeah, but I just I just really don't. And it's because I'm marrying a black man. That's exactly what it is. And I'm just over it. And that is, uh, that's, that's just, that's the one negative experience that I've had as far as people that I thought would always be in my corner. Um. I, I totally get it. Like, um, getting pregnant and, like, you know, making decisions for your child and kind of putting your own comfort last because that's what you have to do when you become a parent is one of those things that, like, it's uncomfortable, but what, when you know you're doing it for your kid, the discomfort... Are you about this situation is uncomfortable? No, well, I'm talking oh. about your situation, but in general. But, um... You saying that, you know, you're kind of Xing family members out of your life at this point because you're not going to have that negativity around your child who will already have to experience the effects of racism. That's something, not this specific situation is um, uh, equal to every mother's experience, but every mother and every parent at some point will have to, especially mothers, honestly, has to... uh, come to a point in their life where they have to make an uncomfortable decision on behalf of their child for their child's safety and comfort and like 
I don't like talking about like work things like during the podcast because this is no go ahead because I know what you're gonna (laughs) do um like the podcast is near and dear to my heart and it's very personal and I try to keep work separate but I resigned from my job I could not knowingly work during a pandemic that could have made the right decision in closing could have made the right decisions back in March when we originally closed. Yes. Um, knowing that I am high risk, I am diabetic, I am anemic. The majority, have, uh, the majority of the teachers at that school are high risk. Yeah. Um, I'm asthmatic. I have uh, a ton of other health issues that puts me at a high risk for contracting COVID-19. And I have a baby, a four-month-old baby, who is very vulnerable and... My pediatrician legitimately said to AJ and I when we took her in for her two-week checkup and it, back in March when all of this shit was still hitting the fan and said, we don't know what will happen to your baby if she gets COVID. We don't know what happens to babies and if they're immune from getting it or it doesn't affect them. And there's no studies on how it affects pregnant women. There's exactly. a ton of studies on how serious it is to get the flu while you're pregnant. So I can't imagine how serious it would be right. to get COVID-19 while you're pregnant. Exactly. I mean, any any type of sickness that can give you a high fever is detrimental to your unborn baby's health. I was terrified. So I'm sure you have to be terrified. Yeah. It's, I mean, I don't even like going to the store. No, but me either. I, my mom gets yeah. me stuff and David gets me stuff. I don't like going anywhere. Um, yeah. The pediatrician told us the best thing that we can do for our baby is keep her home as much as possible because mm-hmm. they don't know. And it was very, I'm sure, like, we could see the look on her face. I'm sure it was very hard to be a doctor who has studied medicine for such a long time and say, Mm -hmm. I don't know what's going to happen to you. I don't know what's going to happen to your baby. Stay at home. We don't know what's going to happen to anybody. We don't don't even know. There might be long-term effects that we don't even see because we've only been going through it for, like, a year. All of these people that are going through this sickness in their lungs, these people could have asthma for the rest of their lives. I mean, they have no idea. These people could develop lung cancer 50 years from now. We have Mm -hmm. no idea. And obviously Mm -hmm. we don't. We're not medical professionals, so we don't know. That's a disclaimer. We don't know what... (laughs) We have no clue. We barely know what's going on in regular life and things that we know about. (laughs) So, like, I know something Uh, like this. Renee and I can barely do math. Yeah. So, uh, a phrase that I say to AJ quite often and Rita, I often say to them, I don't know shit about shit. I really don't. Right. <laughs> she did say that. There's a lot more things in this world that I don't know that I do. So Exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So I have to be If y'all uh, want to talk about geography or something, I'm good. Right. But But one thing I do know is you need to wear your fucking mask. I yes, have to be wear your fucking mask. Aware of my ignorance and act accordingly. <laughs> yeah. And I'm gonna put my mask on. <laughs> right, I'm gonna mind my business, stay black, and put my mask on. <laughs> but um, uh, yeah, like, do you want to get into some of like the nitty gritty specifics of pregnancy? That just I do. Sucks? <laughs> there is something that you mentioned earlier after I explained the situation with my family friend that I do want to piggyback off of really fast. What Renee was saying, um, I'm sure everybody who listens to this podcast knows that Renee is black and I'm white because most of the people that listen to this know us personally. Right. We don't, we don't in have case any you listeners don't. outside our friends. In case dark. you don't, that's the backstory. I'm um, also black, but yeah. you knew that. Like, yeah. I knew like, that. that was I'm the token white person here. Yeah. <laughs> and 
I just want, what Renee was mentioning was people making uncomfortable decisions for the benefits of their child. I would like every single white person to know that you should not be uncomfortable standing up to racism. There's nothing uncomfortable about it. It's wrong. And it can be your mom. It can be your cousin. It can be your brother. It can be somebody who you thought loved you for the 25 years of your life. If they're being racist and they're doing racist shit, they're done. If it's very easy for you all to stand up for animal abuse, there should be just as easy. I mean, it's, there's nothing. I'm I'm not uncomfortable. What I was what I was talking about was the fact that I loved her, um, and that I know she is going to not be on this earth physically for much longer, and our time together is no more because my husband deserves better and my child deserves better. That doesn't make me uncomfortable. I'm not uncomfortable at all. It probably hurts. Uh, I, and I, I mean, it hurts that I know she's going to die and I'm not going to spend any more time with her. Yeah. It doesn't hurt that's that she's dis- racist and that's why I'm doing this. No. I feel fine. That's yeah, the no, discomfort no. that I was speaking on. Yeah. Like having to cut a tie, like having to cut that relationship. Because you know you have more to white people need to do that. Because do you think black people are comfortable right now? No. I mean, we've never really been comfortable. We can move on. I just wanted to clarify. <laughs> right. Pregnancy. So, yeah. Um, never thought I would happen. have a hairy ass asshole, but <laughs> <laughs> yo, I'm telling y'all, my ass looks like David Cooper's right now. Oh no. <laughs> You have like the little fine hairs on your butt cheeks. Yes. Oh yes. my gosh! Like I could, I probably could. could have I, I'm so made a hairy. Wig out of the I'm hair that so hairy, my butt and it's disgusting. I don't like. <laughs> and um, you got it on your arms too. Oh my god! I I got, I've always had hair on my arms. Really? But, yeah. I got like a ton of it. I look like Wolverine. Like there was yeah. hair all over. And my And then arms. David was like, "Thank God your hair is blonde." I was like, first of all, fuck you." <laughs> No, I mean like you can't you can't see it as much as what he was saying. Okay. Hey, fuck David. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, cause I, I I was in here looking like a I was in here looking like a Furby. Yeah, not a Furby. <laughs> <laughs> I look like a gremlin. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff that I that I learned about pregnancy that from viewing it up close that I definitely. I was gonna say, how did you learn it? Oh, sorry. Let me stop. Maybe, maybe I learned it when I was holding a plastic bag in front of my wife's face. As she was AJ got to a point day. where I was I I threw up every trimester of my pregnancy, and AJ got so good at helping me that he could catch my throw up. With a bag, was, not with, with his bag. hands. You know AJ's bougie ass is not catching no throw up with his hands. Oh no, but I cleaned it. <laughs> I got it on me. It's oh got it gosh. on my hand. Speaking I've that. gotten Renee's throw up on me as well. So I'm sorry. I haven't I'm gotten any on her. You were spewing it everywhere. You're overdue. But um, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> if you did it right now, I would be. I we'll would, edit I would their have ran out of the door. <laughs> I would have just opened the door and walked out. We'll edit their names because I don't think has been on the podcast yet, but. When we were talking to Miss DJ a couple weeks ago, when she was talking about after the twins were born, mm. and Sam started like projectile pooping. Oh, projectile poop is the thing. Jesus she Christ. was trying to prevent it from getting on the carpet, and Mr. C was holding him up, and it was shooting out, and she caught all the poop with her hands. Mm. And then he started throwing up, 
And she was like, what are you throwing that for? Help me with the diaper. And he was like, you caught all the poop in your hands. <laughs> That's a fucking mess. Yeah, babies, yeah. yeah. It's just <laughs> pregnancy and then right into having a baby. It's just nothing but every type of bodily fluid that you can imagine. There's stuff leaking out of my body right now. Sorry, I'm just saying. It's... It's gross. My boob leaked for the first time the other day. And I was like, babe, babe, get it. <laughs> I was like... Yeah. I was like, what's happening yeah. to me? Pregnancy also taught me that apparently there's, like, different stages of breast milk. Oh, yeah. Like, and that's crazy because I had the same thing happen to me, and it's, like, pasty. It's, like, a very, um... Yeah, it's, like, clear with, like, a little white tint to it. Yeah. And it, it's a little thick. Is yours thick? Um, no, it's more of, like, a... Like a water. Really? Yeah. Huh. Mine was thick, but... Mine only did it that once, so... Hmm. But yeah. the precursor to the milk is called colostrum. And, um, like, I got it quite often during my pregnancy. And my boobs hurt. Everything. Everything hurt. Um, also, you get crazy itchy, like a crackhead. Yes. For oh no reason. God. Your whole body just gets itchy and you can't stop scratching. Like, there's nothing. Your arms, your neck, your face, your butt. Your ankles. Like, the randomest places where you... The bottom your of your feet, like yes, it, the oh my gosh, I thought it was just me. Like the no. bottoms of my feet would itch. Like your poop changes different colors. Yes, it does. One minute you're constipated and you can't get it out. The next minute you have diarrhea for three days. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. Yes, I had yeah, same thing. Oh my. my first trimester, <laughs> the, the week after I found out I was pregnant, I pooped once a week. I was yes. miserable. It's terrible. I was it's terrible. And I have Crohn's and SIBO. On top of being pregnant. Like, I have those conditions all the time because fuck me. <laughs> Anyways. And fuck all the movies that make pregnancy this look yeah, like this beautiful it's not. ass. It's not. I vomit every day. At least twice. Every day. Um, I was severely malnourished and dehydrated. Uh, got a diagnosis of, like, a fancy term that I can't even pronounce. That is a technical term for severe morning sickness, like severe vomiting. And I'm like, <sighs> yeah. Also, and, and my mom's like, oh, I wasn't sick with either of my pregnancies. And I'm like, fuck off, mom. Also, fuck anybody who doesn't listen to your feelings about what you want to do in the future. Because pregnancy, unless you happen to have a friend who's pregnant at the same time, pregnancy is such a lonely experience because you are exposed to so many like hormones that you Mm -hmm. cannot control Mm -hmm. and something that is using your body as a host and leeching off of you yeah and you 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 have no control over it and people are like oh you'll change your mind about having another one shut up no the fuck i won't shut up (laughs) y'all some of you guys already know this but i literally like, my last trimester, I literally was blind in my left eye due to complications of my pregnancy. I got my eyesight back after having to undergo two expensive-ass eye surgeries. With and a newborn. With a newborn and wearing an eye patch for almost three months. While taking a college course. Just um, want to say Renee's a rock and star. And working oh, full-time. And working full-time. Thank, yeah. thank you, guys. Fucking rock star. Thank you, thank you. Um... Uh, With braids in her hair. <laughs> she got purple braids right now, y'all. She look cute. <laughs> All my life I had to fight. 
I'm gonna call it purple. <laughs> <laughs> Yo. But um, uh, I don't even. I'll never get my full eyesight back, and. Uh, I I am still trying to cope with that. I'm trying to cope with that. My postpartum depression. I I used to take selfies every now and then, and I haven't taken. I take a lot of pictures of my baby. Sometimes I take pictures with. My I take baby. a lot of pictures of her baby too. But I haven't <laughs> taken a single picture of myself in 2020 because I am so self conscious and depressed about the fact that I won't get my eyesight back. You look so when good. I look. Oh, thank you. When I look in the mirror, I can't even focus my eyes because my I have per- so much permanent eye damage to my left eye. Mm. And it's really done a number on my self-esteem. Like, there are some days I, I, I don't even look in the mirror. I brush my teeth, I wash my face, and I keep it moving. And I just don't want to look at myself because I know that I can't even focus my eyes to look at myself in the mm-hmm. mirror. Mm-hmm. And... When people say very dismissive things like, oh, you'll change your mind, yeah. it really dismisses a woman's it's experience. It's almost insulting. Yeah. yeah. It, like, no, like the I feelings do not. That I, right, the feelings that I have about this situation like, aren't you, valid because... It, and, and, it's, and it's my mom. It's my mom. Yeah. And um, someone who very clearly stated that she was not sick at all during either of her pregnancies. So how do you fucking know what I'm going through right now? How do you fucking know? Right. I, I mean, that you've got health things. I've got health things. Mm-hmm. This is just too much stress. And even if you don't have health things, this is, a, this is a traumatic experience. You're literally putting your body through a trauma. Your body t- takes nine months to physically open up your hips and your pelvic bone. Like, so you can push something out of your vagina. At the same time, you're growing a whole human being constantly vomiting i mean you're not getting enough nutrition yourself you can't sleep because then you can't sleep at all and i mean you can't sleep the entire time it's not just the third trimester i Mm. haven't slept since may um and oh jesus the goddamn the phantom contractions jesus christ oh i don't have that yet but renee yeah renee was going through it um so my doctor figured it out it's because um my baby was almost a 10 pound baby and i'm big as shit I'm 4'11", so she was running out of space to grow. Y'all, she looked like a Oompa Loompa. So she was aggressively (laughs) stretching my cervix, even though she wasn't ready to come out yet, and was causing false contractions. And uh, I will say, I know that this particular part of my pregnancy was hard on AJ because there was nothing that he could do to help me. I literally would just have to scream until it stopped. And that was the only thing I could do. It was, I, it, it was really, I'm not taking anything away from um, AJ's sadness, but it was, I mean, there was one night we were here and Renee was literally in tears because um, she was in so much pain and there was nothing that anybody could do. And some and, of that stuff was happening and it got to a point where it was, it was literally like every night. Yeah. Like every night. And I mean, you can't, you can't, you, she couldn't go to the hospital. They weren't real contractions. So there was literally nothing that they could do. That and because anyway, my pregnancy was high risk, they... Literally, Melrose, it would have taken the cord wrapping around Melrose's neck for them to take her any earlier than my planned C-section. Right. And uh, like what you were saying earlier, there's a hormone called relaxin mm. that um, starts to work throughout your body when you become pregnant. It literally starts right when you get that positive pregnancy test. Yep. And for nine straight months, all the bones in your body spread apart. Yep. 
It's what? <laughs> it's so insane. It's, and it's this sharp pain. I, I mean, like, I was scared, honestly, at first. I, I Any person I knew who had given birth, I would I ask questions for, and I'm grateful for all of them and their experiences. But there's this, there's, it would, it would start in my lower back. It would, sh- the pain would just shoot down one of my butt cheeks. It would come around under my vagina and shoot up my pelvis. Oh my and god. And it would it would be like 3 seconds long. And 3 seconds doesn't sound that long, but when you got a sharp pain like that, a constant sharp pain, I mean like I would have to I would gasp. And I would have to like I haven't had it so much, but that was like that first uh I thank god my second trimester starts tomorrow. Yeah. But <laughs> the second trimester for a lot of people is very is is a lot easier. Yeah. The the first one and the third one are, are tough. Yeah. So the first I'm one is just, like your body's getting used to being pregnant, pregnant and yeah. you got all these new hormones and your body's trying to get to a point where it's like okay with being growing another human being and mm-hmm. during the second trimester a lot of people find this like a little re- bit of content re- yeah a little bit of yeah. relief you you i think i i read because when they got pregnant i wanted to um i felt like it was my responsibility to educate myself about how what happens during you know pregnancy and, and renee was definitely a big supporter during that because you know it was our first child and i died i've never been around a only, pregnant person only, only, our only, only child only child yeah <laughs> sorry it's our first child and it's our last child um <laughs> i i wanted to make sure that i knew as much as i could to to be as helpful as i could be during the situation and not and, and i learned that during during the second trimester you kind of find this weird rhythm where you get you get a little bit of your energy back you get um i think your app your appetite starts to slow down the morning sickness starts to slow down you you get a little bit of your sex drive back which was which was a very interesting, interesting. thing interesting <laughs> time um it was yeah it was an interesting time because i was i was definitely you know one of those people that was like ignorant i was like yo like i really don't want to be just poking my baby's head like i don't there were a few times like um, there were some of those times but i would say some of those times sorry you go ahead, go ahead. Sorry, listener discretion advised but there are yeah. a few times like like we would have sex and i would just want to stop because i would feel the baby moving and that just threw the whole mood off weird yeah, like, it's weird psychedelic it is weird I, like yeah. it feels like somebody's in the room mm-hmm. but i will say that also some of those there was some i there was a some of some of those like you know i, I guess we can call them sessions that were Sessions. That were that were for for you being what at that point what four or five months pregnant. Yeah. It was it was dope. <laughs> All right, Ajante. I, I'm just gonna I'm just talking I'm just talking to my experience. <laughs> this is my experience. Is, uh, I mean, oh my God. <laughs> his only experience in growing a child was nutting, and now he's talking about his nutting during her pregnancy. Yeah, right. But um, <laughs> also, but also, I I will say that that things. Um, during during that second trimester, it got a lot e- easier to, um, I guess, be more um, proactive with what was going on with Renee. Mm-hmm. Like things got a little bit more on a schedule because during the first trimester, it literally was like, "What the fuck is happening now?" That's, how, that's, I also that's currently say, how I feel. I'm like, yeah. please give me some structure because the school year is starting and I have to work. Yeah. I I gotta <laughs> say, like I um, Rita was uh, she posted this really sweet. Facebook message um, the other day about, you know, how I've been helping her through this pregnancy, but I was so blessed and privileged to have Rita working at the same school as me, and she checked on me every single day, and I just feel really bad that she's going into a brand new job, and I can't 
do the same for her. The, the, the most the I can do is just text you every day. Is, like, it's online, so I can stay in my house. <laughs> but I, I, I was really blessed and fortunate to have my one of my best friends be at, at the same workplace as me. And yeah, I would literally she, just leave my classroom. They'd be like, where are you going? I'm like, check on Renee. Right, you got a problem? <laughs> I'm going downstairs to check on Renee. Like we, and I would peek my little head in her classroom. And I'd be like, you good? <laughs> sometimes I'd be alright, sometimes Sometimes I she would not be good. <laughs> yeah. You're not good, baby, and that's okay. Um, the I've smell. driven her home a few times. I've uh, held her trash bag, helped her off the toilet. Um. Y'all, I, and, and <laughs> like, for some people, like, loss of bladder control is something mm-hmm. that happens to women, um, in the third trimester what they don't tell you is that is that loss of bladder control can happen in every trimester it can and when i'm puking i pee myself me too <laughs> me too it's it was terrible it's thing. awful the first I time i ever did it day. the first time i ever did it i cried I, me because too. Me too. i was like i really I just pissed too. myself <laughs> i did too i was like i'm I an thought, adult I was like they and and I normally uh so <laughs> TMI maybe but I feel like we're we're all in yeah. we're good we're we're all we're all we'll put a listener kind of discretion on uh, this. I, I, I think we're kind of past that I know? always uh now that I have like a consistent towards schedule of puking I mean f- until like week ten I was constantly puking I was severely malnourished couldn't even keep water down it was terrible um now I I know when I'm gonna puke. I know what things are going to trigger my puking, and it's normally in the morning when I don't have anything in my stomach. I take a shower, I get out of the shower, I gotta puke. So, I'm naked while I'm puking, mm-hmm. and pissing on the floor. Because oh. I'm puking in the toilet. Well, it's overwhelming. Well, See, <laughs> See, I had a system. Yeah. I, I would do some of that, you know, the you know the shower, but I... This, this is what I would do. I knew when I was going to take a shower, and I knew around the times where I was going to puke. I would take off all my clothes. I would sit on the toilet. You got to puke naked. Yeah, you have to puke naked. It's um, just, it's, it's, you can't have clothes on you. It's um, just, it's like, I would hold the trash can in front of me while I'm, I was on the like toilet. It's like naked and afraid. It really is. <laughs> Pregnancy really is. God. Yeah. It's, it's like that when you, you get to actually getting the kid out, too. Speaking of pregnancy, yeah, exactly. I'm getting a snack. Okay. Hold on. We want to take, take a quick pause. We want to take a quick break. Anyway. Hopefully. Sometimes I just be like, y'all, I'm really pregnant. You are pregnant. I thought that every day that I was pregnant. You're like, then when would this be over? And at the end, of, it sucks because you have to go through all that, and then at the end of it, you also have to push the kid, the kid out. Oh, I guess we can get into that if y'all want. Well, I guess I Renee, don't have that experience yet. So yeah, not yet. Renee can talk. I'll, about. I'll tell you this. And now I had a C-section, but um, uh. Mm. The spinal tap and the spinal tap was probably the worst part about like uh, giving birth. Um, um, the spinal tap and the healing because um, they this is what they did. They um, uh, I talked to an anesthesiologist before they went in. They find they found a spot in my lower back. They told me where they were gonna put it. Um, they showed me the largest needle that I've ever seen oh, hell. in my entire life. Oh, Jesus. I'm trying to think. Um, have you ever seen the, the thickness of this needle? Have you ever seen, like, those black coffee stirs? What the fuck? What? It was about that thick. And that, about 
half the length. Mommy. <laughs> oh my god. Y'all, I don't want to be pregnant anymore. Ew. Um, now the coffee stirs look tiny. They look so tiny. They look like tiny little straws. <laughs> that's a, a tiny big straw ass that's a big needle. ass needle though, right? <laughs> that's a big ass fucking I wasn't there, so I wouldn't so I didn't see any of this. Like so, they, they 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 had her already prepped and ready to go by the time I was in there. Like by the time I was in there it was it was baby time. Um so Yeah, I don't think they they, they don't let I was sitting sit at until it's like right ready to go. Yeah, yeah. I was sitting at a ninety degree angle, meaning my legs were on the table and I was sitting straight up. And the doctor kept dragging his nails across my leg like this, asking me, can you feel this? Can you feel this? And, and I was like, yes, I, I have. Um, and they asked me a bunch of like questions that I guess you would ask someone right before You're about die. to cut open their abdomen? Right. They're like, um, are you of sound body and mind, yada, yada? Um, do you know where you are? Do you know what your name is? What are we doing today? Um, yes, get this baby out. Fuck. And, right. Like, um, <laughs> what is the name of your doctor? What is the name of your husband? Yada, yada. Uh, what state are you in? Like, a lot Look, of- Look, I know where the fuck I am. Get it out. That yeah, was- a lot of kind of scary questions because I'm like, are y'all about to kill me? Like, <laughs> is this like- uh, are y'all covering your asses just in case I die? Is yes. that why you're asking me? Yes. <laughs> yeah, that's Paris in the background, by, by the way. Um. Hey. Paris adding his two cents. Right. <laughs> so, um- um, I'm sitting up, and the table is, uh, uh, like, skinnier than, like, a gurney, but it's very solid. And um, there's a nurse to my left and a nurse to my right, like, by my arms. And uh, they're like, we're here for <laughs> I'm you. Sorry. I just, <laughs> I'm a fucking clown. I'm sorry. I just thought of, like, you know, the video Friday. He's like, I got my friend, my friend by my right. Oh. And they were like, damn, what about your friend on the left? Anyway, go ahead. You I'm are like, a fucking clown. I know. Continue. Um, so they're like, we're here for you um, if you want to hold our hands. And I was like, Jesus Christ. This is about to be bad. So you have to keep really, for an epidural or a spinal tap, you have to keep perfectly still um, for the most excruciating pain of your life. Or you will be paralyzed from the waist down. What the fuck, yo? That's some high um, pressure, man. So That's this is a lot. Situation. I don't know if I can stay still, y'all. Um, when he put it in, I grabbed the two nurses' arms, and I just kept saying I'm sorry to them because I thought I was gonna break their arms. Um, they probably got strong ass arms. They, doing that oh my gosh, their muscles are so hard. Like their muscles. <laughs> they like so- we gotta brace this bitch for this needle. Oh my <laughs> god! Like I just. I couldn't scream. I couldn't cry. I literally just went, <sighs> like, like it knocked the wind out of me. The pain was so bad. When you made that face, it made me think of something dirty. I'm sorry. Oh my god. <laughs> That's where it started at. Exactly. Exactly. You, um, you know, yeah. Ooh, Jesus Christ. Like when they slip in your butt by accident instead of that. That's what happened to me. It'll what slip. kind of shit are you doing? Right. For Renee, <laughs> right, Renee is like, ah, stop! <laughs> All right. Anyway. You could have thought I just punched her in the back of her fucking head. You would have thought. Sometimes it'd be dark. Sometimes, you know, things happen. Exactly. Yeah, accidents can happen. Anyway. Um, <laughs> she went, <"Whoa." laughs> Oh, yeah. my God. Um, <laughs> now you know what I'm talking about. Anyways, go ahead. So, uh... <laughs> 
they they have to go in between these like um like your your spinal blades. I don't know what they're called, but um like they columns. No, I no, I know what you're talking about because it like opens a little bit. Yeah. So, uh, he missed the spot at first. Missed the spot. Oh! <laughs> I would sue. I would sue everybody. The baby's awake now. Oh, sorry, Melrose. <laughs> so, so he had to do it face. again. So when they told me he had to do it I'm again, sorry, I just started crying. I was like, <gasps> again. He had to do it again. But he, when he did it, that's I, not I, like them sticking and missing your vein. I, yeah. Right. Um, when he had board. to, but he I had already injected up. some of the medicine when he did it. Oh, so you the were first real high. time. No, well, I could start to lose feeling in my toes, but. Y'all, okay, so after he he found it, he told me, after he, he, after he did it, he told me that, um, um, for most people, like, of average height, they lose the feeling from their abdomen down. He said, because I'm shorter, um, it might go up. you couldn't feel your body. (laughs) Y'all, I felt like it was a floating head. You were a headless horse. All I could do was move my neck. I couldn't move anything else. You know what you look like? You look like Kathy Bates in American Horror Story. Stop. When she was sitting there watching the civil rights. Oh, freedom. Oh, and they were like, and guess what? The president is a black man. She's like, lies. 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 You talk about me yelling. You yelling right in the baby's ear. Um, she know, she's used to me. But they kept pinching my legs and my body. Like, can you feel that? Can you feel it? I'm like, no. I can't feel shit. Now, can you cut open, cut me open and get the baby out? Mm-hmm. Um, but it was crazy because um, uh, I felt them, like, doing stuff to my stomach. But it was just very, um, I guess, like, watered down. I felt them cut me open, and I felt them... Uh, like moving Melrose around, I felt them break the uh, my water, um, but it all felt so um, like uh, almost like a finger graze across your skin. Like when they pulled Melrose out, it felt like the same sensation as someone squeezing your hand or like holding your hand tightly. That's wild. Yeah, um, so it didn't hurt, but your belly was like flat. Um, and then my body, me gaining control of my body, um, was a gradual thing. Um, I could, uh, it kind of like left from the top down so I could move my shoulders and then I could move my arms and then eventually I could move my legs and feet and toes. Um, but I was so, the thing that I thought was really bogus was the fact that I had to recover. Like I'm fully naked and like they just put the stitches in so i'm still bleeding and i had to recover in a public room with other women who had just gave birth i mean that's where you go that's why post that like all of but that. i still felt like it was very no, yeah, that's not, not private that's not intimate at all like we were separated by a curtain no i don't like that we yeah. weren't in a private room at first i i was in there with two other women so there's three of us who are kind of just did they have c sections too I, I don't know. I have no idea. Um, but I know that they had they had just recovered because the nurses were doing the same things to them that they were doing to me. Yeah. Mm. Um, they probably had C sections. Maybe maybe they didn't want to take you all the way to the. They don't they don't want to take you all the way to the room just in case you become unstable again. 
Well, yeah, yeah. I think they. Ha- I, I, I mean, still, like, I just like. No, I get it. Yeah, like, it's too much. Like, I'm. I just welcome my child into the ro- world, and I have to like hang out with these other people. No, like, I don't know these bitches. Right. Like, <laughs> let me tell you. <laughs> those first days, those days in the hospital after she was born were so strange because of COVID. We couldn't have any visitors and neither could anybody else on the maternity ward. It so it was crazy. just me, her, in there. And then all you would hear just through the night is just crying babies. And the machines beeping. And machines beeping. It was so... Eerie. Wow. Like, yeah, it was it very felt like a, like a horror movie. It's uh, it's very... It's sad. It's like that. Not like a horror movie, but it's... They're in the doctor's offices. I mean, they don't let anybody come to any of the OB visits with you. So, I mean, like, I heard my baby's heartbeat for the first time. I saw them wiggling around in a sonogram, and I'm going to find out their gender all by myself. David has to see it all through pictures. So, and it's really sad. They let you, um, I was able to record the heartbeat because <gasps> really? they, uh, I sent it to you. No, you didn't. Yes, I did. Yes, you did. When? The day I got it. Yeah, the, the when she The did. heartbeat? Because AJ got it. Mm-hmm. Where I is it? Did. Um, it's very sad because, um, I was able to record it when I was in, like, the actual doctor's appointment, but when I went into the sonographer room where they had, like, all the tech and everything, um, they're allowing people to FaceTime their significant others, but they can't record due to, like, legal reasons, I guess, but Mm -hmm. David is an electrician, and I can't just expect him to stop pulling wire on a six-foot ladder to FaceTime, you know what I mean, so... It's sad because um, I saw my baby wiggling around and it was so cool and I'm sitting there like, I'm really pregnant. <laughs> this is happening. Yeah. But um, because the, <coughs> excuse me, the first time I had a sonogram, I was only eight weeks and it was literally a blob. Like you couldn't, mm-hmm. I mean like you could see that it was there. And then I went back at 12 weeks and at full baby all limbs i mean the nose was there my baby was sucking their thumb it was crazy and it was so cool and just to see their little legs moving i mean that motherfucker looked like he was dancing Mm. (laughs) and um it's just it was really cool and it was really just it was really nice to experience she doesn't know the gender no i don't for anybody who listens i'm just just using he because i'm assuming he's a boy yeah but my luck because I don't want I assume to Melrose to like, was you know what, I, what the gender is you know something it's like well everybody calm down everybody calm down please yeah Melrose I don't want to call it like peanut head it right, <laughs> I don't want to call it yeah it. I don't want to call it it so I'm just assuming sorry I don't mean to assume gender but it's my baby <laughs> and it's inside me so I, I'm just, I just got a boy vibe I got a boy vibe I had a boy vibe too alright don't curse at me anyways <laughs> god damn um, it's just, it's hard to, to experience something so amazing and have to explain to David what it was like because it's not yeah. the same as far as him being able to see it himself. I'm so and, sorry. Yeah, and I mean, it's, uh, uh, it's, it's lonely for me, but I still get to do it. I mean, like he's, he's sad, like he's genuinely sad because mm-hmm. I mean, this is, this is a big deal for him. He's, uh maturing a lot he's um excited it's nice to see him excited about different things like i sent him the sonograms of the of the fully formed baby and he was so excited about it and um it's just sad that he can't be there because i know he wants to be there 
Yeah. I just got an update on my phone from Apple News that says the coronavirus is never going away, but don't what? panic. What the mm. fuck? <laughs> <laughs> but, okay. um... Okay. And I mean, I say, like, every time I go into that doctor's office, and I mean, we're all by ourselves. It's the, it's a universal rule. I mean, every, yeah. every pregnant woman in there is, is going to the appointments by themselves. Yeah. And, um... It's, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, uh, Renee was talking about the loneliness of being pregnant because it's, it's hard to explain how sick you are. And, um, I, I am happy that, that David does sort of, I mean, he doesn't get it. Obviously men don't get it, but understanding in a way that AJ was trying to explain as far as experience sickness through, like David was explaining to me that you you think as a as a man you know what morning sickness is but you don't realize how bad it is until you experience so you see your loved one experiencing it and there's nothing you can do to help them. I still feel really bad for David that one day y'all came to help me. He was like, "Oh, no, fuck this." Yeah, literally <laughs> me and David came to help Renee one time and Renee went Ugh! and David was like, "Oh, hell no." <laughs> But now, now that's just a regular occurrence with us, and he's and he'll stand at he'll stand at the bathroom door and be like, "I'm sorry, babe." Yeah. <laughs> like this. Yeah, like that that for for a while he was uh, for a while he was he was trying to help me, but I'm the kind of person that's like, "Don't fucking touch me." I'm literally puking. Yeah. So, um, so now he knows not to touch me. <laughs> yeah. So he just stands there and watches until I need something. <laughs> that was kind of AJ. It was kind of an awkward experience. Yeah, so it's just like like you feel you feel like your part you you want to be there for your partner you want you don't yeah. want them to be going through what they're going through but it's really literally nothing you can do it's li- like you just have to sit there and just try to be supportive as possible and sometimes like it it definitely weighed on me mentally like seeing you in so much pain yeah um yeah. but I I think part of the thing that kind of brought me back to what I was like if if the, I'm feeling this way watching her go through it like imagine actually going through it so. Think, he um yeah. he also has said that he appreciates his mom so much more mm. because I mean the diagnosis that I got with the severe morning sickness is literally the exact same thing your mom had. That yeah. has to be genetic. In her, it has in her to first be trimester. Yeah. And I think Renee had it too. I think they just didn't give her a formal diagnosis of it. Yeah. They didn't give me a formal diagnosis of anything until I kept saying this is a problem. Yeah. This is a problem. Yeah. This is a problem. Because yeah. of how they treat black women in healthcare. Which is a whole nother issue. I watched a documentary. Um, it, if you all would like to see it, it's very informative and um, very interesting. This limited series uh, called Sex Explained, and each episode is a um, different aspect of uh, human sexuality. And there was one on um, pregnancy and birth. And they were saying that um, black women um, are often... are. Uh, uh, way more often more times likely to die throughout pregnancy and childbirth because of not being heard and listened to by doctors um i do think that was a factor in the reason why um, i will never get my full eyesight back i said three or four times before someone listened to me and sent me to a specialist it was more it was way more than four times yeah um i spoke up about it quite often i sent emails I talked about it during my visits. I said, there's something wrong with my eye. You should see somebody. And I signed too much paperwork. Um, mm. And I also don't have money to sue. Um, but I kept saying, there's something wrong with my eye. And they'd be like, oh, well, vision problems sometimes is normal during pregnancy. I'm like, I literally can't see. Like, it's, it's darkness in my left eye. Like, 
when I wave my hand in front of my eye, I cannot see anything. Didn't they say, oh, well, just if it's both eyes, then it can come in? No, they said, well, no, there was one woman who finally listened to me. It was only because my OB was on vacation, and I had to see her instead of him. And she said, normally, pregnant women, if they do experience vision loss, it's in both eyes during pregnancy. Mm. There is something wrong with the fact that you have vision loss in only one eye. So she referred me finally to a retina specialist. And that's when I found out that I had a retinal detachment and my retina had completely... Which can lead to permanent blindness. Yes. Um, the, my retina um, separated from my eye because, one, I am diabetic and um, I didn't have gestational diabetes. I have chronic diabetes. Chronic diabetes during pregnancy is different than gestational diabetes during pregnancy. And even if your diabetes is controlled, they still don't really know how it works in a woman's body. So the stress of the diabetes on my body plus the stress of the overall pregnancy and being sick all the time caused uh, a numer- like a crazy amount of stress on the blood vessels in my eye. From literally vomiting. I mean, you're in basically the, every day. The, your eyes get bloodshot. Mm-hmm. All the blood rushes to your head. Mm-hmm. I mean, where literally both of us would puke until there was nothing left in our stomach, and we're just constantly dry heaving. Yeah, it's terrible. Or it's yellow stomach bile. It's mm-hmm. awful. Mm-hmm. It's 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 pretty bad, and I feel bad for AJ because I know I have a very loud, violent. You know, and I, I was definitely <laughs> clowning Renee for a little bit. I was like, why do you throw up like that? But I definitely do it now. So, <laughs> But like, you can't help it. Yeah, you, I mean, can't it's, it's what happens when you dry fake heave. the way you throw up. It's, the way you throw up is the way you throw up. I mean, up. it's when you dry heave. It's like, like, that's literally how it sounds. <laughs> I, need a good, I need a good edit of a sound bite of you making it. <laughs> Uh, I used to, my co-teacher and I used to do that in our class, and it, the kids loved it, oh my god. They would be like, ah, and then try and copy us. <laughs> Not sexy. <laughs> yeah. But, but yeah, puking, it, it, it really, it really, really, really sucks. It's awful, I can't wait until I never do it again. Like, I think I'm, I, legit, when I get the tightness, everybody knows the tightness you get in your throat and your chin when you gotta vomit. Mm-hmm. It's like this, like honestly, it's like a little. I, I don't, I don't want to claim PTSD for people who actually have it, but like whenever I get it, it it's fucking traumatizing. It is. Like I'm like, I really don't want to throw up, and then I throw up. Yeah, same. I had, like I, I would say that to AJ, I would get tears in my eyes. Or I know like, what I ate. I don't want to throw up because I know I'm what I ate, it. or I just ate dinner, and I'm mm-hmm. like, I don't want to throw up my dinner because then you feel worse when your stomach is empty. It's. Let, it's a hot to, mess. To my listeners, let me tell you what my dearest husband said the night we went to Kayla's birthday dinner. Oh, God. Uh, Kayla's birthday is in February. We went to this fancy, like, gourmet restaurant. The food was outstanding. It was so good. good. It was good. I made it to the sidewalk in front of my house and threw up all of it in I the grass. I'd have been mad. And my husband said, I hope this vomit doesn't freeze in the grass. I can't stand you. I don't know why y'all looking at me. That's what I said. Like, I mean, you vomited in the grass. I mean. Okay. 
Well, then then you'd have frozen vomit. You I mean, vomit is technically biodegradable, so. Yeah. Yeah. A squirrel would have I'm sure a, shirt, a squirrel or a... Something would have came with a squirrel would have been like, ooh, crack cake sandwich. I think at that point, like, we was she was about to be born in a month at that yeah. point. We, it was kind of like, well, we're here again. Honestly, in that last month, I'm surprised Renee came to any of our birthday dinners because Renee, like, the way she walked, like, you could just tell she was uncomfortable. She was like, all right, y'all, happy birthday. And then we'll go home. <laughs> yeah, she was so, yeah. She was over it. She was very over but it. Like, we wasn't doing we nothing. We don't blame her. <laughs> okay, guys. You want to wrap it up? Uh, sure. Um, mm-hmm. With you wrapping it up, because I'm never getting pregnant again. So. <laughs> <laughs> so um, Like we said, we're going to put links in the description for um, helpful resources for people who are, um, who need reproductive health. For people who don't currently have health insurance right now, due to the COVID-19 pandemic, um, Medicaid, Medicare is open, Maryland Health Connection. All you have to go to their website, and um, whether you're employed or if you are employed and you've lost your health insurance, um, I am currently on Medicare and um, because I became unemployed. So they it's almost immediate you fill out the application and they uh, send you your send you your medical record you can call them um, yeah. it's a very easy process um, so if you're looking or you need health insurance or even if you if you don't have health insurance and you're not interested in getting it through Medicaid um, or Medicare that um, Planned Parenthood will still will still see you yeah so um, we'll put all of those links in the description thank you guys for listening thank you um to our our very own hot cheeto for coming in and sharing <laughs> her story her experience um i really I could cheeto. never do any of what you guys men have been could, able to if, do. It, if it was up to men we'd die off as a human race for real for real it would not it we wouldn't we would not make it as soon as as soon as they were like i gotta push what through where no <laughs> so um i i i applaud you i take all of my hats shirts pants and undergarments <laughs> off for y'all and I yeah so thank you and I love you both we love you too. we love you buddy that's been the podcast y'all have a good night thanks for the tomato soup Paris what's this duffel bag <laughs> oh look at this little bag come on this yo bag Paris look good right, right now he look like a change of clothes Oh. Oh. I'm sure you are, big boy. Somebody got a nightcap. Come on. And you <laughs> Somebody like, got a nightcap. Right, you dress like one of the Backstreet Boys. <laughs> Y'all parents got oh white pants on right now. Back again. Man. Everybody. Everybody. He was trying to leave like a right. He's trying to make a dramatic entrance, but you forgot your damn keys. Make sure you get three soups because I'm not sharing with AJ. (laughs) (laughs) Please. You gonna get this? I want it that way. Tell me why it ain't nothing but a heartache. Tell me why. (laughs) All right, Ferris, we love it. Yeah, we leave you alone. (laughs) You are. My fire, the one. Hey. I feel like you know, like, there's some contest to win like Backstreet Boy stuff. Do you remember that? I do. Yeah.
Like, people like the Backstreet Boy, Boys. Boy, you're the one that's dressed like one right now. That's why we're singing. Right. <laughs> who is the Backstreet Boys? What do you mean, who is the Backstreet I mean, not who they are. I'm sorry. It's, it's not, that's not, NSYNC is Justin Timberlake in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Who is Backstreet Boys? I, that's a good question. I actually don't know. In, NSYNC is Justin Timberlake, Joey Fatone. Uh, JC is just a... <laughs> Joey Fatone? No, JC is just a... The McCartney older brother, not yeah, Jesse. Yeah, 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 yeah. Alexa, Nick, Paul. Nick, Paul. Nick, I said Paul McCartney. <laughs> <laughs> I hate you. No. Alexa, who are the members of the Backstreet Boys? I saw them live with my mom. That's cute. They were on the tour. Of the, the current group. members of Backstreet Boys are Nick Carter, right. Brian T. Literal, Kevin oh, Richardson, AJ McLean. And Holly Dolo. So Nick oh. Carter. Got it. AJ McLean, I forgot. AJ McLean. Oh, his name's AJ. I didn't know any of them, so. Yeah. I mean, we do know who the Backstreet Boys yeah, are. Really you know who they know. are as a group. But you'll buy the same. I know who Nick Carter is. Then he, then his little brother is Jesse McCarthy. Jesse, what? No, never mind. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> no, his little brother is Aaron Carter. Aaron Carter. Oh, yeah. I want candy. I want candy. Who's that child, Beyonce, then? Stop. Stop. Don't you do that. Wow, that was rude. No, because we know who Kelly and Michelle are. I don't know who the specific members of the Beyonce are. Beyonce them. They could never. They could never. Beyonce them. Right. They could never. Don't do that. Kelly got some hits. Kelly did. And, and Michelle so had two as well. <laughs> yeah, baby girl. Paris, if 7-Eleven don't have it, I'm sure Wise is going to have it. Yeah, they probably do. Thank you, baby. You probably should just go there. I'm probably just going to go there. Okay, go for it. Love you. <laughs> Love All right. you, too. All right, back to our podcast. 